This is episode two of Doc Fermento Discovers the World. Uh, we're going to go back. We. Come on. I'm going to go back to Maurice's uh, front porch. Uh, that's Maurice Small from episode one. I'm going to have a sit-down conversation with him again. And all apologies. The sound on this is a wreck. The... I made a mistake in that the microphone volume was all the way up the wrong, the inboard laptop microphone was selected instead of my fancy external microphone. So it is uh, a horrible sound. I've tried to lower the levels so that you can at least hear it. Um, So there's that. Uh, It's about two hours long. It's ridiculously long, which is awesome. Hang in there. Maybe you'll glean something. Uh, and I added a bit of music. This is from my buddy John, uh, his band. Uh, you're going to definitely want to check them out. Vagrant Revival. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't have show notes. You know what I mean. It'll be on the website. VagrantRevival.com And, uh, let's get to it. What is Labor Day, man? I don't know what Labor Day is. I never did. Um, celebration in honor of something, I guess. People's work. Yeah, I guess it's kind of in the title, the idea. Labor speaks. I guess it maybe depends on um, historically what it meant originally, or what do we, what do we make it now? So then it would depend on who you ask what it means. Well, historically, we didn't do jack in this country. Never have. Still don't. <laughs> what do you mean? Who's picking your vegetables? <laughs> Mexicans. That's right. When's their Labor Day? Was it a day for the boss to take oh, off work California. Cesar Chavez Day. Shit. Historically, we ain't did nothing, man. We sit back and reap the bounty. Politically speaking. Well, I haven't done anything, but my grandfather made steel. My uncle baked bread. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. My father, uh, there's a bunch of things. He was a hustler. But, uh, I think Labor Day is alright, man. For what it's worth. Yeah, it's probably, depends on, like I said, who you ask. I'm sure it has some, like, uh, socialist connotations to it. Um, if you look at it historically, I'm... I'm throwing quotes in the air when sure. I say that word because that doesn't mean anything to me. But um, yeah, the idea of labor and uh, and I don't have much on that one. What about the May Day thing? What's May Day about? Yeah, same thing. I think this is all. This is that's the same. I don't know what that is. The Russian Revolution or something? I don't know. Is that where it came from? Honestly, I, I don't know. I just, I'd be the dummy just looking it up on Wikipedia. Okay. Um, I probably knew once. If someone told me the story, I'd say, oh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. So people hang around and show off their mic, 
tanks and stuff like that and marched down the street and played music yeah about how powerful they are i think so and here we are in this country celebrating how powerful we are with our labor by having a day off unpaid <laughs> yeah it's just a day to kick back and it's an excuse to spend money on Pork, sales and meat beef industrial propane and charcoal Shit. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Um, this is a couple of years ago. They made a a documentary about um, about humans and animals. It's like a very uh, anti-animal abuse, pro-vegan kind of. Um, it was uh, narrated by uh, Joaquin Phoenix. You ever seen that? No, man. I it's seen disturbing. It. I mean, it's just one of those propaganda films that'll really, you have to just turn it off. What are they talking about? Oh, the video footage of humans abusing animals oh, okay. for food. I've and then also people. abusing them just to abuse them, throwing live dogs in garbage trucks. Oh. You know, in the Ooh. crusher. Oh, okay. On video. All right. Slicing off steers' heads while they're upside down in a tumbling unit and the sake of, you know, f for food. Okay. Yeah, never seen that. You're lucky. I think maybe everyone should see something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You think other countries have other respect for other animal species than we do? Well, yeah, because we have no culture. We have no culture at all. We're this melting pot of cultures, but they've just become assimilated into this garbage we have now. But culturally speaking, yeah, I mean, every culture had their respect for everything. Obviously, otherwise, the culture would have died. The culture wouldn't exist, and we wouldn't even know about it. Is that why we're heading down the path we are? Because That's why we're going to disappear. We don't have the cultural aesthetics, yeah, so to speak. Yeah, we have no respect for, for anything. Yeah. Yeah, you to respect the earth you stand on. We don't even respect a plant. You all we can't. don't respect wheat. You all can't see this right now, but Brian's pissed. He's yeah. pissed right now. Yeah, I have to put my, the wrong topic. <laughs> I got my arms behind my head, like, so my head doesn't pop off because I'm bent. I think it's okay to be bent out of shape for the right reasons, man. Why should we, and this is selfishness on my part, why should we perish because we've lost something? And we failed to see the wisdom in a few old ways that made sense, like respecting other creatures. You know, I think we're on the right path with you being upset because most of us in this country aren't upset. We're, we're laying back. Uh, someone used the word. We're laying back with apathy while we destroy, you know, nature, especially in this country and, of course, around the world. You should be upset. Well, a lot of it for me is I'm just upset with myself because I, everything I ever believed in, I now do not believe in. Ooh. So it, it's just like 30 plus years of wasted time. Now I got to catch back up and learn everything over again. Damn, dude. So now I have to sort through who the liars are, what the truth is, and how do I prosper? Because that's what I have to do since I have a family. Before I was just going to walk the earth, you know, but now I have a family, so I have to 
find a better path. Are you finding it? We're getting close. As you discover. Things. As you discover. Discover. Yeah. As is the title of this blog. Mm-hmm. I mean, this uh, podcast. As you discover these things and you're finding your way again, how are you able to reason with your new discoveries? How are you able to embrace them? Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, dude. Yeah. You got to well, go there, where man. Where did you take me? Give it up, dog. Where <laughs> <laughs> did you take me? Got to go, man. Come on. You know, you know getting a, gaining a respect for where things come from, mm-hmm. what went into producing them, the fact that the cosmos is here to provide, to build these building blocks, these things that we need. I mean, to see the work like what you do, just getting all this respect and then trying to utilize that, transform it the way I do, and then have a sellable product for the people. Whether that's just capturing all the information, putting together a class, producing a workshop to teach people how to do what I do, or producing the foods that I can then sell also. Right. Um, So that's kind of how I'm trying to capture it and bring it together to move forward. Yeah. Instead of just keeping it all in my head. Um, It's been very beneficial learning all this stuff for my family, you know, helping them with their health and behavior for the kids and these things. But I need a little bit more. I need to go a little further. Um, I know your wife's been working really hard. She's booking me workshops. That's right, man. For nothing. For no, out of nowhere. She booked me a workshop in Oberlin. I never asked. I know. That's well, just it was amazing. I think in your discovery, you've discovered, we touched on this last time about um, like attracts like, or I don't know how you termed it, but if you are open to discovery, those that are willing to be open with you will walk your path for eight, ten miles, five, six, seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're open to it. People are going to throw themselves at your right. feet, willing. Like those people that ran across the country with Forrest Gump. You got it. Yeah. Where are we going, man? He doesn't know either. Right? <laughs> just going to do it, man. Cool, cool. You're not forcing anybody to help you. You're totally, you know, with the system, man. And that system is a, a just system. It's going to work for you, and hopefully it'll work for us. Mm-hmm. You know, Dr. Fermento was a powerful, you know, nomenclature of uh, service. And you're serving a lot of people. I'm finding that out. I didn't really realize it until oh. recently, but I hear it now. It's interesting. Excellent. next do we have an agenda or a theme uh i don't got no themes man my agenda as you know is soil 
If we could talk about soil every time we talk, that'd be great. That's fine. We'll keep talking soil until they stop listening. I don't even know if anybody's listening, but... I think that, uh, Soil can become a boring subject, but I also think that soil can become one of the most enlightening things in the world. Um, going to who you are as a discoverer of information, as you mentioned, you are rediscovering who you are because the information you got 30 years ago was full of crap. Now you're trying to figure out with your family's help and your new community who you are. and. I think a big part of who you are is soil because of the importance that it plays in the work that you do as a fermenter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, as you pick up a handful of soil and those 500 freaking different little organisms are in there, and as you take the leaves of a cabbage with those things that are on there, uh -huh. and you use that to ferment the onions and the, and the fennel and yeah. the things like that, into you know your crop over time soil happens over time fermentation happens over time dr fermento brian happens over time all these things happen over time and soil is at the root of all that and i think if you as a as a professional which you are enjoy the aspects of soil creation over time and cherish the farmers that provide you with these uh, products that you put into your, mm -hmm. your crocs and your jars and what's that stuff you drink, man? You drink some stuff. What's that stuff called? Kombucha? That kombucha, man. Yeah. That's the wickedest stuff yeah. ever. Yeah. That's that kombucha. That's strange. You know? Yeah. Oh, the, thinking about that, the soil. I never thought about soil in my life. Oh, and who cares? Dirt. Oh, man, they could have had me be one of the lead scientists for Monsanto if they had... I would have went right down that road. Oh, boy. Because we're smarter than dirt. We're smarter than plants. Come on. You know that. Yeah, man, we're geniuses. Hell yeah. Especially the past 300 years. What a path. So soil, isn't there enough soil? Why can't we just use the soil we have? I, I think because we've totally put a, a, a D, destroy, on the soil of the world. We haven't put back in to it what we have taken out of it over the past 300 years. As a result of not putting back in, the stuff is toxic, the stuff is blown away into the oceans, the stuff has become non-usable, and we've totally ignored it to the point of, like we've ignored the uh, education of our children in this country. Other countries value their soil, they value their, uh, their children, and we, being the young dogs that we are, have totally ignored the simplest thing, which is soil. The simplest thing. I mean, our gut is the simplest thing uh -huh. that we have with us all the time. But the soil is like...
the simplest thing that we should be striving for after every meal, after every pitch, after every dump, you know, soil. Yeah, it's so it seems to be, a, I was thinking of like an entry into how could someone understand what, what are you talking about would be check out that movie Dirt. Yeah. For someone. Yeah. For someone who doesn't know soil, yeah. has no idea how important it could possibly be, um, and get an idea how. Um, I, the, that movie Dirt really spoke to me, and uh, I think that'd be a good intro for for anyone who needs to know, or at least get a peek at what's going on there. People dying for soil. Yeah. You ever see that movie, um, The Real Dirt on Parmesan? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, you got a lunatic uh -huh. that becomes the savior. Yeah, I mean, they're real. He must, he, in a, in a, in a different decade, he could have been burned at the stake. Easily. When they were coming after him, thinking he's devil worshiping, doing sacrifices, you know. They didn't know, oh, his crazy ass neighbors. Uh, that that was a great story. It was a great reveal about someone who was a lot had a wonderful. He has a wonderful complexity. Um, oh yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while. I need to watch that again. I wonder how they're doing. I wonder how his farm's doing. They're doing great. Because I know when it left off, they were expanding right into a new. They were across the field. Yeah, yeah. Hitting, hitting somebody else up for more property and. Mm -hmm. uh, Thousand plus member CSA. Wow, that's yep. awesome. Something to shoot for. Mm -hmm. When I think about you, I think about something to shoot for. I think about you know somebody that's not quite understood that has a way of being that people don't understand. So I think about you and that movie, uh, the real dirt about Farmer John. Mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, there's a real dirt about or a real back. What's it called? Basilia or something like that? The lactobacillus? Yeah, there's a real whatever you just uh -huh. said about Dr. Pimenta. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, that reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> you were asking me the street name for the funk, and I, someone listened to the podcast and told me. Okay. It's called Bloom. Whoa! And that's what the... the bloom, yeah, man. it's called Bloom. Yeah. And then as soon as they told me that, I'm like, God, I knew that. The I've bloom, read that a thousand times bloom. in books. You're right. So, yeah, that's what the grandmothers and the... Farmers called the bloom. That's that white film on the plants. So, Isn't there some bloom so, in Lake Erie right now coming this way? Oh, there's bloom in all the oceans and lakes uh -huh. and ponds. That's uh -huh. a little bit different, but same idea. Right. I think we should give in uh, to the soil and give in to the lacto. I'm learning that word. Lacto, yeah, lactobacillus. Lactobacillus, because these things are larger than we could ever imagine it to be. Oh, yeah. They're, they preceded us by billions. They'll go on after us by billions of years. They're, I don't know if I covered this one last time about how much we, that we are bacteria. Yeah, man. Big time. Did I talk about that? Not enough. Go ahead. Hit so, it. there's this woman. You can A good uh, way to check her out would be on the TED, TED yeah. Talks yeah. videos. Yeah. I think her name's like Bonnie, Bonnie Bassler. It might be butchering that, but I could put a link up, and she talks about bacteria and how we're 90 
plus percent bacteria okay. as humans. You know, we've got ten times more bacterial cells than human. So in a way, we're only ten percent human. We literally have pounds of bacteria in our gut. <coughs> so yeah, bacteria. So yeah, I'm getting some of yours. They're floating around. Just now. There they yeah. go. Out of me into you. But I thought that was just fascinating the first time I ever heard that. Um, that I had no idea about the whole the bacterial issue. I, I just love that. So definitely check out that video. That's great. What do you think about the um, the water content and the bacteria? If we're 70-something percent. No. More than that. By weight, yeah, we're mostly water, but by the numbers of the cells in the of us, our DNA, genome, cells and things, we're, we're bacteria. By volume, and those bacteria swim around in the liquid of what we are. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So if that happens, what happens? with fruits and vegetables. Are they equally bacteria, like we are? No. No, not in the same way. Is it because we've evolved a lot more yeah, differently? Yeah, as an animal, is it completely different? The fruits and vegetables are there to feed the bacteria. Uh-huh. So that they sacrifice they, for our... Yeah, like, you know, like I said, with that bloom, on uh -huh. a plum, it's yeast. On a grape, it's a yeast. Uh -huh. It's there that's to, to break down the sugars in that food. That's that's food. It, it's it's food for us. It's sustenance. It's not the they're not the, it, the fruits and vegetables are not the bacteria. They're the fuel. They're the sun turned into food. Gotcha. gotcha. There's solar energy. We're a big bag of bacteria. We don't respect that. Does that include rice? I mean, not rice, uh, mice? Mice? They're the same way? Cats, dogs, horses? Yeah, oh yeah. So, the whole ecosystem of whales bacteria. and dolphins? Oh, absolutely. So all the mammals are freaking jacked up with bacteria. Oh yeah, big time. Uh huh. Okay. Gorillas. Yeah, and every animal's different because they have a completely different digestive system. So there's that aspect of it. But yeah, and then if you want to talk about parasites, oh my God, have you ever read about parasites? I think it's one of the most fascinating. It creeps the shit out of me. It makes my skin crawl. I got this little children's book. It's parasites and shows the ones that live on us, the mm -hmm. ones that live in us, mm -hmm. the ones that live on animals, mm -hmm. the ones that drive other animals. Mm -hmm. um, what's the one where the what is it? A wasp puts its egg its egg inside of an ant, ant. eats its brain out, monarch butterflies, and drives the yeah. ant's body around, like that movie Independence Day, where they're driving those the alien spaceships around. Um, parasites. It's amazing. You'll see it in 
pleasant ways even, you know, not, not too offensive, like a shark. Always has little sucker fish on it. Like big whales and covered in mollusks and sea creatures and little things eating off of it, you know? That's the little bugs in our hair eating us. Uh, I mean, I got it. Oh, you're loaded up with those dreads? Oh, man. I, I got to get a microscope on that. Sweet. What do they do, That's why I keep my hair about really? one-eighth of an inch so I can wash off that. Wow. <laughs> I'm afraid. You don't like them, man? No. You're not with them? No. I'm full of them. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why you're more grounded than me. <laughs> I'm rigid. You're flexible. Oh. You're the reed in the wind. I'm... A crumbling steel inner city bridge. I feel like a bridge in Cleveland. Like, if someone doesn't get on and start, I gotta start chiseling shit away, patching, repairing, or it's going down. Dude, you'll be fine. You're with the right crew now. You'll be fine. Eat that watermelon I give you. You'll be fine. Oh man, that's a big one. <laughs> Full of bacteria. That looks wonderful. Nice bacteria. And then another thought I had, you would ask me last time about why we waited so long to do that budget deal, the federal government. Yeah, man. Freaking, I'll get second. And then I thought yeah. about uh, uh, this theory I had forgotten about. While we were talking, I, it was in my head and I couldn't get it out. Now, I won't be able to explain it, but it's called Parkinson's Law. Gotcha. And this has to do with um, the idea... For any given amount of time that we need to, to uh, complete a task, we'll fill it with that much work. If you have a year to do something, you'll fill it with a year's amount of work. Agreed. And the more complex the system gets, uh, you'll have to read it um, about Parkinson's Law. I believe it, man. And what happens is with this increasing complexity that we have in our society, where every all of these issues that need to be addressed Everything needs to be taken care of by the federal government these days. They can't let anything go. They won't keep their hands out of anything. Ev it's everything. It's too much work for them. The, sis the system is completely broken because of its complexity. Agreed. The super, all the computing power in the world couldn't fix this problem. No. And I used to say there are no solutions, there are only compromises. That used to be the tagline of my website. Okay. Five, ten years ago or whatever. There are no solutions, only compromises. And I think we could uh, help, if we would adopt a little bit of that, it would help us to move forward a little bit. You know, if I'm sitting down with a math geek and I tell him there's no solutions, only compromises, he's going to beat me. Right. Because he's going to say, look... Pythagorean theorem, right. there's a proof, okay? I mean, do you know what a proof is? They'll show me. You show me two and two, and they'll show me four. Mm -hmm. And that's, so there are solutions. But not to the human condition. There are not solutions. Because there's birth, pain, suffering, death. There's greed. There's sin. There's reward. There's, it's too complex. They always want to solve every problem. How do we solve joblessness? You can't. Can alleviate suffering. You know, you can bring people up. Try not to tear too many down in the way. It's like you read all the time. Everyone wants to tax the rich. Go get these rich motherfuckers. They gotta. They need to pay. 
Not really. They've got their system figured out. They're working it good. Okay? <laughs> if they're paying theirs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they need to pay more. I doubt it. I know some corporations definitely do, because they don't pay anything. That's outrageous. But attacking one group so that they can help another mm -hmm. isn't the answer. The federal government doesn't need to steal money from people to get other people up. Okay. You know? What I'm saying is it's a broken-ass system. Sometimes I feel like an anarchist. Sometimes I feel like an anarcho-capitalist. Other times, I despise capitalism. I despise the idea of money. But what, the f what good is that? It's good for somebody. It's not good for most people. Well, it's nice to sit around and philosophize, you know, if you've ever read about the Zeitgeist movement, right. yeah. um, a resource-based economy. I mean, oh my god, I love It's fantastic. Completely unrealistic, never going to happen in a hundred generations unless everything breaks and we end up with that by default. If all we have left are true resources, then we could get there. But I love thinking and talking about these ideas, you know. Um, civilization, monetary systems, resources. I. I love jumping subject to subject. Right, right. I cannot believe the world hasn't come and tried to steal our fresh water yet. Okay. From the Great Lakes. They're negotiating as we speak. I don't know much about it. I know water is probably the issue going forward as far as resources, natural resources. And the Great Lakes is where it's at for fresh water. They don't seem to be very well protected. They're definitely not well respected. I mean, Lake Erie has turned into, um, that is, well, whatever state touches it has some, uh, by law, some, they're protecting it in their way. Right. And goddamn sport fishing mm -hmm. is the dominant force in governing how that lake is maintained. Right. Sport fishing. Right. You don't like sport fishing, man? Catching? fish for sport? It, it, it gets people off, man. I mean, they enjoy that. He's on fire again, folks. He's, man, he's, money, he's pissed off right now again. I'll go, I'll go sport fish those fishermen. How about that? With a gun. Oh, man. They're smart enough to catch that fish with this fancy lure. This, oh, they're so smart. And I could, you know, we could pick them off. From a mile away. Right. There's probably satellites with lasers. We could just... Whoop, like a kid with the magnifying glass on an ant. So, the play the so stop being the kid with the magnifying glass all the time. Uh -huh. Stop burning shit up because it confuses you. Uh -huh. And then you're better than it. Or you're stronger than it. Stop f sport fishing. Sport fishing. Get out of here. Oh, it's, but it's catch and release. Oh, yeah? They hook you with a, in a face with a giant hook and then let you go. For 20 minutes. And let you go. And only, yeah, and I got to struggle. I'm gonna drag you. Um, two or good, Yeah, a good two blocks. But I'm letting you go. Right. That's a problem. Right. Why do I get worked up over shit? It doesn't matter. So I hear a lot of angst in your commentary about tiny, tiny things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. impact natural systems. Mm. Hmm. Because they just. 
Lake Erie, it's the, you know, people are ice fishing up in Lake Michigan. Yeah, there's no isolated systems. It's you just know? like the human body. You can't fix your right. one thing. You right. have to fix the whole. So when you, when I say I'm concerned about water in the Great Lakes, yeah, obviously I'm concerned about everything, the runoff that goes into that, right. you know, the farm, the chemical-laden soil <laughs> spilling into the Vermilion River, yep. vomiting it out into the Lake Erie. Yep. What a tragedy. So what do we do with the income that this probably multi-million dollar business brings to the shore of the different states that have the Great Lakes around them, where these guys, people, not guys, these people are, you know, spending two or three hundred bucks a day to go out and... Right, so there's know. that industry. The right. industry is what this... What happens to them? Shit can it. Shit can it. Get rid of this. No, just stop it. Okay. It's done. That's over. Can we look at that like the war on drugs? Yes. It's... <laughs> Should we appoint you the I know the drugs are. Here's the drugs are. There's just going to be me. I'm going to sit behind this desk, and I'm not going to enforce any laws. So go ahead and do whatever you want to do. No, I don't care. And I don't, I, I, I'm talking hard drugs. I don't care what drug. You, you come at me with the craziest drug in the world. What is that shit? Ayahuasca or whatever that's all know, popular now. Know, DMT. Trip your balls off for a week on this. Wow. Go see space aliens. A week? Take Dude. it. Okay. Take it, take it, take it. Half professional shaman. Let them make money. I don't... Let people explore their minds. We should... We're not allowed to legislate mind exploration. Your point. Not if it's voluntary. Your point. Yeah, Dr. Mangle was doing some experimentation. He needed to be stopped, but self-experimentation on your mind, the pursuit of truth through psychedelics is fine by me. That's pretty deep, man. And even if it's just self-medicating, if you want to get high yeah. on just um, marijuana, what the fuck business of my own? Should we do it like we do with coffee? Just fair trade it, or not fair trade it, just import it and grind it up and sell it? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And let the taxes, uh, you know, if we need to keep that. So for now, we have this tax-based system in place. Just bring it out onto the market. Don't cover it in some special way, some special taxes, like with a penalty tax, a sin tax. Just let it be part of the regular consumption tax. You know, say if we had, for instance, we changed our tax system from a tax individuals try to punish people that make more mm -hmm. to a, you know what, how about we tax consuming? It's a national sales tax. The more you consume, the more you pay. Wow. If you make a billion dollars a year, wow. but you buy and you grow your own fruits and vegetables, then don't pay taxes. Because right. you're not stressing our system. Right. If you're consuming, you're stressing us. So we should really think about that if that would be the case because of the auto manufacturers, the computer manufacturers, and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Because we don't make our own computers, but we consume them. We just consume We don't make it. our own cars or our own We fuel. can't make anything anymore. Here. We, it's Well, we were told this, that it would naturally have to happen. Mm -hmm. um, 
this was written by the Tofflers in that book, the th um, Future Shock, okay. and then the Third Wave. Uh, that idea there of you know, these the, that agrarian society. Then we had our industrial society. Or that industrial society would shift over to where the agrarian society was. Right. And now we're I've seen a lot of people scrambling to get back to the agrarian system. Running. <laughs> Break the next speed. Right. Dropping off left and right, right? Yeah. Not in droves yet, but... Yeah, so back to my point about the drugs. Yeah, I would, um... I would, that has to just be allowed to exist. Um, have competing ways of selling it. Have let let people legally sell it in the stores and let people sell the black market shit, mm -hmm. you know, without bypassing the tax. That's just the way things should be. Is that going to free up? If a lot my of neighbor made a good a good shovel, uh -huh. I'd buy it from him. Sure. If my neighbor didn't make a good shovel, I'd buy the one at true value. Sure. Right. Sure. If the local store right there had some nice weed I liked, sent me and put me to the place I needed, I'd buy it there. If I knew this guy down the road, I'd buy his. Right. Right. So, yeah. I don't even do drugs. Well, alcohol's a drug. You drink coffee, man? Coffee's a drug. I do. I do the coffee. I come and go with that. I like to stress myself a little bit, mm -hmm. so I'll just quit, and then I'll replace it, usually with something else, though. But yeah, right now I'm back on the coffee. Is it coffee, coffee, or cappuccino? I do a, um, oof, this is debatable. Now, I'm going to have some coffee geeks come at me hard if I mess this up. Okay. I drink espresso. Which is, I don't know anything about coffee or espresso. Or none of that stuff. I use this special coffee maker called an AeroPress. Okay. It's just a little, um, little plastic two-piece cylinder and plunger. Okay. And you grind coffee. Right. You put it in this little cylinder cup. You okay. add some hot water, okay. you stir it, okay. and then you apply a little pressure with this plunger. Uh -huh. There's a little filter, and out comes what I call espresso. What a coffee geek's going to say is not espresso. It doesn't meet their technical definition for espresso. It's, it's a very potent coffee. Let's put it that way. It's a damn good coffee, too. And coffee can be potent. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, you want the that essential oils you know, from that bean. Sure. That's where it's at. You get this. You make a pot of coffee and you, you and your Mr. Coffee thing, you're usually starting with the crappiest coffee made. It's, I don't even know what. Just look at it. It looks like sticks and twigs. It doesn't even look like beans. Wow. And uh, you're going to run some <laughs> not hot enough water and it's going to sit in there. It's going to over extract. It's going to bring out the bitter components, all the caffeine. Whereas with an espresso, or what I call an espresso, <laughs> I'm doing anywhere from a 30 seconds to two minute, two and a half minutes with the water and the coffee. We're gonna do their little merry happy dance together. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and then I plunge that out, and um, it's super strong, but it is not—it's not bitter at all. Mm. And if you add a little bit of raw cream, that's just like, like you would think I put sugar in it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I need to get a coffee geek on here and explore this more. I need to learn more. Because I'm a coffee snob, 
but I don't know anything. I know what I like, but I don't know. Well, obviously, I don't know what I don't know. Right. So how does how does um, the coffee snob and the weed snob and the food snob? How do and the clothes mm-hmm. snob? They're the drivers. They're you know? the drive. They're the engine for change. Okay. We need to remove protections. We need to remove limitations, taxations. We need to remove copyright. We need to remove trademark. We need to remove those things to let the geeks, the entrepreneurs, the experimenters flourish by being radical. You talking some type of uh, utopian uh, hodgepodge mixture of people that aren't even American, so to speak. Yeah, not even, but that, you know. Yeah, we're, these people that, in, that make change, they have no, they don't, I, they don't have identity too. If you could, name five present change makers in your world and five past change makers, so we can get an idea of what that is. <laughs> Someone who makes change. Radical. Change. Radical change. Could use examples in industry, but not with you know, all the stories you already know. Give them up, man. Um, Some of our listeners so might just, not, you know. Well, I, I like the the idea of um, you say to show how if when things are freed up, how we can make change is in the fashion industry. Sure. Do you know in fashion you can't trademark your design? Agreed. Now, you can trademark, copyright your logo, right. your fabric, right. exact patterning. You right. know, like um, someone wants a, you name the, the hot bag. I don't even know these names. Fendi. Yeah, right. Okay, so they have their little trademark on there. Right. So when you talk about a knockoff bag, it's not that someone that makes a bag that looks like it. It's just that brand right. that's stamped on it. Right. That's, what makes it an, that's what makes it an illegal product. <clears throat> So, the fact that you are allowed to copy, imitate, <coughs> drives mm-hmm. the top designers to be constantly pushing the envelope. Everyone always gets all worked up about couture designs. Who's mm-hmm. going to wear that shit? It's always outrageous, right? You know, the, 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 the real, the big shows, the big runway shows. Mm-hmm. Everyone always says, you can't wear that. It's art. It's art that pushes that industry forward. And I love the concept that artists are actually what drives fashion. So, Big Mac versus local slow food thing. Uh Big Mac is copyrighted, trademarked, this and the other. Local food crap is something a guy came up with and his sister ate it and said, try this again with that. Uh And people come from miles around across the country for about a year and a half trying this guy as one product. Oh, yeah. I can imagine kimchi. Yeah, you can imagine when, um, like, when McDonald's started, like, those, who were those guys? um, Probably making their burgers, getting real popular. Mm -hmm. Ray Kroc comes in and Mm -hmm. says, hey, this is a gold mine. I'm going to turn, you know, we're going to make this big. Sure. Like, uh, In-N-Out Burger out west. Okay. If you've ever had one of those. People will drive 
uh, long people talk about it. People have them mailed to them back east. You know, um, when one opens in a town, the drop the the drive through goes a mile. I gotta have cops on. It goes around blocks. In traffic. Yeah, they have to send the kids out of the restaurant to take the orders from the cars. They have to take like ten orders at once instead of just the one, the one window because of the demand for this. Wow. Pretty, you know, pretty reasonably well-made food. They cut the potatoes in the kitchen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. They actually, oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. 50-pound <laughs> bag, yeah, yeah, machine, of, and they spit out, and they, you and know. they actually press the potato mm-hmm. through a cutter, and oh, yeah. it's pretty impressive, you know. So, yeah, that's a, I, I can't think of a specific example, though, of a person right now. What about past? Or industry? Past. Well, there are people that change the world, like Henry Ford's. There's all the all the people in the Industrial Revolution. All the top names. That. Carnegie, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Ford. Some of them did good for a lot, and then some did good for themselves. Edison uh-huh. did good for himself. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that well for us. Okay. He was obsessed with copyright and trademark and protection and protecting his ideas. For what reason, I don't understand because he was going to die anyways. And it, what is that protection? It, 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 it evaporates at that point. Everyone should be empowered to bring up anything they're capable of and just let it flow out. But, you know, he was obsessed with owning his ideas. I think that's very unfortunate. I think the world could be a better place without that. Um, You know, I'm going to get the argument back to me. Look, it was his blood, sweat, and tears. It was his innovation. Mm -hmm. It was his hard work. You know, what is his quote? It's 99% perspiration. You know, that's fine. You can still reap the rewards. But um, it didn't need to, this, the the protection system doesn't doesn't need to be where it's at. Look at Tesla. Now, Tesla, his idea was to power the world, the whole world for free. I wonder why that never happened. Is it technologically impossible or was it culturally impossible? Culturally, it was impossible. Economically impossible because of the powers that would stop that. They yeah, would go to any length to stop yeah. that. And I'm not trying to sound like a insane conspiracy theorist. But Ooh, truth is truth. You can't deny the truth, man. You know, it's Tesla systems right now that power the nation. We right. use his system to carry the wires right. across long distances. Right. If Edison had had his way, you'd have to have a power station all over. Like, every few blocks, you'd have to have a power station. It was Tesla's idea for this distribution system and to be able to carry power from right. far away. Right. <clears throat> he wasn't obsessed with ownership. He was obsessed with being obsessive. <laughs> I mean, you know, the grand tinkerer, the mad... One of the maddest 
man ever. I love it. What about women? Just speaking of sport fishermen on Lake Erie, speaking of yeah, these great I guess I'm guy-centric today. Mm -hmm. you know, what about the fact that there's more than one gender on the earth? And I say that broadly, you know, because we are more than just men and women. We are, you know, transgender. We are, sure. um, you know, LGBT, mm -hmm. all that other stuff. You know, how do, and I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of interesting change agents, you know, that have been of the other culture. Yeah, and from, yeah. You know, what about, what about them? Are they sport fishermen too? Or fisher people also? Yeah, yeah, sure. Not as many. In any of these sports, it's so, you know, well. Is there a gene out there, man, that <laughs> says you got to be a sport fisherman and you got to hunt caribou eight times a year and, you know? I don't know. What, I don't know what it is that brings that out, where that comes from. Is it cultural? <clears throat> oh, that's a huge you know? influence. That's definitely a huge thing. But... see if I can sort this out. If I were to say, my son, a son naturally gravitated towards playing with guns, mm -hmm. hitting things with sticks mm -hmm. and cars, and my daughter tended towards more softer things and dolls, right. and taking care of the things she owned. Right. <coughs> going to get an argument whether that's cultural sure. by the outside influences that come on them sure. or is it inborn the person born a certain way so think of it this way a right wing conservative Christian is going to say gay people became gay because of choices they made societal influences whereas the gay person might say I was born this way right 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 so you always get in this sticky, this very sticky situation where I can say, <coughs> this aggressive male, this hunter, fisherman, is that way because he was born that way. You know? Mm -hmm. So if I say my daughter was born to love, nurture, and caress, and cherish, and care, I could get some serious heat from a certain segment of, say, feminist group or something, right. to even suggest that my daughter was born that way. Right. Yet, in fact, we are just born certain ways. We can learn to become whatever we want. We can also get broken and change, you know. You could be harmed in your youth. Right. That could lead right. you to become more aggressive. Right. Even a murderer or an abuser. Right. So, I know I spun that way off track, but yeah, man, there's women, uh, the women influencers of things and hell, it's just because of our society 90% of these men were fueled by the woman they were the behind the scene I mean, you think Bill Clinton would have became president without that wife of his? no way she pushed him she, you know that was a team great female scientist. Mm -hmm. What is that woman? Ah, uh, see, I don't even know. And I'm going to try to tell the story. 
this scientist is unknown. She more further discovered what this universe, what our world is made of, than any male scientist ever. She discovered hydrogen. Hmm. Hydrogen's, that's element number one. It's, it's sun. It's the sun. And yet, we don't know her name today. I don't even know her at this moment. I'd have to, I gotta go Google it. Right. Right. So, yeah. It's out there. So, I, I think, I get what you're saying, and as I think about what you're saying, I think about something you said, either you're born with it, or you learn it, or someone breaks it into you. As I think about uh, my own relationship with what you just said, I think about the African-American point of view as far as African-American mathematicians, African-American scientists, mm -hmm. African-American athletes, of course, because that's all we can do is run, jump, and, you know, whatever. And I think about all the other African-American whatevers that I learned mm -hmm. through my life mm -hmm. and what I aspire to today because of what I learned through my life. So, were there a number of African-American <laughs> sport fishermen or golfers or whatever, I yeah. would no doubt be one because of what I, you know, learned. Yeah, you just didn't grow up doing that or seeing that. Yeah. Right. If your dad grew up doing that, you probably would as well. You know, if you grew up, those stories you told me last time were about him growing, you know, taking care of the plant kingdom. Sure. Right? So you went down that path. Yeah. You saw the respect. You saw the love there. Yeah. If you saw your father fishing. Or bowling. Hand fishing, you know, with a, yeah, or bowling. Or wearing a suit and jacket to work every day. Yeah. Coming you may home have come to love it. You may you have know. also come to hate it. Right. You know. Right. Fortunately, your father worked in a field or put his passions towards a field that are, you know, one of the most highly respected things in the, on this earth. Right. Or should be. Uh, farmers now are you want to talk about being most just completely discounted and disrespected, you know, occupation known. If you're big, you're despised because you're subsidized. Um, you know, if you're small, you're just playing with dirt. You know, uh, it's a, that's a mess. Yeah, we got some issues. Always. You got something coming up in September? Where? What's going on? What is going on? What is? Uh, you never even told me. I had to find out from someone else. I don't do anything. You're up for man. some award, man. It's it's what it is. It's it's happiness, man. <laughs> you know. It's like one of the biggest things in the world of agriculture. Rodale Institute, right? Yeah. The pioneers of organic. Yeah. Got a program going, what, for 30-plus years now? Right, this right. is the 30th? Right. What is this? What are they doing? Um, they're having the... They recognize people that are in the industry. I'm not going to say organic industry, but in the industry that have done work towards awareness, I feel, and haven't crossed the line to embrace what they know was not, you know, good practice for the earth. 
So they call it the Organic Pioneer Award. And that's it. Organic Pioneer Award. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. And they're having one as uh, the, the event this year? Yeah, every this month. Every fall they have it, yeah. And this is the 30th anniversary. And there's like three nominees, I think? Um, three, three people, three, yeah, like three people. Like once a couple and then yeah. two individuals right. are up for the award. Right. And you're one of them. I am. What did they just call you? <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> From what I understand, a lot of the stuff that people get, like the, um, uh, what are those things called? The people, not the Fulbright stuff, but there's, uh, there's something with, um, what is that stuff? I'm thinking of, not an internship, whenever you mm -hmm. get, oh, the Pulitzer. Okay. You don't know. People nominate you, and you don't know. Okay. So in this case, I didn't have a clue. I don't. I just do my oh, work. Okay. Every this day. work's going on in the background. You're doing your work, and I then you just always, always. I don't apply for anything. I just keep doing the work with the soil and the worms and the kids. And they gave me a call and said, you know, you gotta, you gotta come out here and take this. I'm like, okay, thanks. Huh. I'll see you in a few weeks. Right, so you are going. You will you you attend. You're not a Bob Dylan. That's just gonna say no, no, man. no. Out of respect, you know. I mean, that's Rodell's cool. been my dream for. That dude was ahead of his talking about freaking instigators of change. Mm -hmm. uh, Rodell was a phenomenal creature of in your face. You know, just a forerunner of a passion for soil, passion for community, passion for life in this country let alone on the earth, uh, much like we spoke about last time with um, the dude from Northern Europe, the guy with... Uh, Steiner? Steiner, you know, just out of yeah, control. Yeah, he's like a 20th century Steiner. Yeah. 20, 20, yeah. Every, you know, 50 <clears throat> years you get one. One of these people, and right? he's one. Rodell yeah. was one. And thankfully, you know, he's cast off lots of seeds around the, that area, mm -hmm. and it's become... Publication, awareness, mm -hmm. awareness. I mean, he's doing what I strive to do in public school systems. He's, well, he's not doing, he's, he passed away, but they're doing what I want to do in with public that. schools, getting mm -hmm. the kids aware, getting the parents aware. The adults that run the schools are already aware, and shame on them for not being more aware and getting more stuff done. What kind of crap is that? You're aware of what's out there? It's like the sport fishermen. You don't have to hunt these fish. You don't have to do these things with these fish in this water. Just yeah. know, so what, we got 8,000 more fish per person than we need. <laughs> Let them, Let you them know, be. why do we have to feed kids this crap because it's convenient and the government says this is what we got to give them, let's give it to them. No, we got empty courtyards stretching for hundreds of feet in front of each school mm -hmm. that the grass is cut by the custodians every week yeah. instead of having grapes or instead of having peaches or pears or apples, let alone, you know, lettuce constantly mm -hmm. coming into the school. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rodell went above and beyond and pushed every button he could on his time on earth, as is his, his daughter and his whole team. You know, they are doing stuff that I've always admired, and that's where I model my behaviors after is those change agents that can really, you know, manifest systems of change but you have to buy the magazine. 
You have to check the book out of the library. You mm -hmm. have to ask. Mm -hmm. It's there, but Tesla was there too. Yeah. You know? So similar to what you were saying before. You you're the book, you're the thing. You're not gonna jump out and go out there. If I want the book, I have to come to it. I have to go and read it, right? Pretty much. Right. I didn't. I didn't think about the award. I didn't know about the award. I didn't yeah. know about the system. I knew about Rodell for so years. So because of your gratitude towards because oh, of his work, man. then you're going to be there for sure. And 100. percent So yeah. I think you got to think about stuff, and when you think about stuff, stuff comes to you. And when you think about stuff like bicycles, you know, there's a certain peace with bicycles. Other countries. This is off topic, but it's going to come back. Other countries don't wear helmets because the drivers respect. The bikers. Mm. I'm talking about bicycles. Yeah, yeah. Other countries, you don't have to worry about, you know, not getting the lane because there's nobody in it because people know uh -huh. they've been trained like the sport fishermen have been trained. Okay, son, you tie a fly like this. Okay, daughter, you hold your rifle like this. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is how you ride a bike in traffic. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the cars because the cars know we're here. They've been, you know, bike with, comes first. with soil and Food systems and health systems, Rodell and all every, everybody else that's you know trying to manifest change and reoccurring concepts like you are, they've embraced something continually. So therefore, the information has not been lost. Were it not for Rodell, I think I got some work to do. I need to. <laughs> I gotta look this guy up. I didn't know. Oh man, I got five or ten of his books. Yeah. From, from back in the 60s when he was uh, just beginning to write the Encyclopedia of Good Health. J.I. Yeah. Rodell's Encyclopedia of Good Out of control. Out of control. It's like that Montessori stuff, you know? Yeah. So that was a big influence Steiner, on you. you know, the Montessori methods, you know, Rodell, um, you know. So this was the textbook, the manual, the Bible for... So to speak. So to speak. A lot of people... You, you'll never hear Rodell's name come up in many circles. You'll hear Steiner first, but you won't mm -hmm. hear Rodell. Mm -hmm. But the organic term came from him. That's a system that, you know, Apple computers, to say Rodell and Apple computers in <laughs> the same sentence, I don't know what's going to happen. But you have to take a bland brand, mm -hmm. i.e. Apple computer, mm -hmm. add some flash to it, add some color, even though it's plastic poison. Mm -hmm. You have to make the iCube attach itself to your family. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, everyone's got an iCube. And it's an easy product. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and. Before you know it, organic became not the rich brand of educational type of food. It mm -hmm. became a brand that anybody could do because we've all been doing it forever. Yeah, and you want to now attach yourself to it. It's something people want to get you behind. You want to get on board. You got it. You don't have to Even have if you it. don't understand why right. you need it. You right. know you need it, right? Right. You got to have it. So, so there's that natural approach yeah. for doing the work because it's the thing that needs to be done. Right. So what, what we're missing then is the sales and marketing for sustainability. And you, someone needs to sell it. The, dirt, the real dirt on Farmer Josh. That'll he sell had it. to rediscover it, but he had to leave the country twice to mm -hmm. go south 
Yeah, like he went to Mexico, he right? He went to Mexico and then Bolivia or someplace mm -hmm. down there to find out. And he's, you know, almost quitting the farm or quitting the farm three times and then his mom passing away, all the other crap. You know, all these things led to him finding himself and where he is now with angelic organics or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And a thousand plus members. Natural things. A thousand happen. members. Yeah. It's a thousand people. A thousand people. A thousand families, not members. Yeah, yeah. A thousand families. Wow. Which is, you know, five, eight thousand people. Hmm. The natural systems, you know, are there forever. You can't deny them. You know, all these plants you see around you are, are natural, grown, grown naturally. Yeah. That bicycle that just rolled by, it was made in China somewhere mm -hmm. and manufactured mm -hmm. here. And but that kid riding it, that's pure. Yeah, that's natural. And it'll be around mm -hmm. for you know until everything <laughs> rusts away or becomes part of a tree because they got locked to it and yeah. lost the key. You know. Um, Natural systems can't be denied, can't be ignored. Sport fishing, there was never any sport fishing except among the elite of the world. Yeah, it's just like, if you look at the guys who used to go on safari, yeah. bring them back their yeah. elephant trophies, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, look at the bison in the Great Plains. Yeah. That animal could have fed us and taken care of our land. To, to this day. Instead, all the rich white people jumped on trains and shot them out of train windows and annihilated them to the brink of extinction. So they could bring home the carcass or not or let it rot. Sounds like the get some nice skin. man. Sounds like... Uh, well, well, the one good know. thing the rainforest has going for it is that it was it's kick-ass large. And it takes a long time for us to destroy it. But it had that going for itself, its immensity. If it had been smaller, we would be done. So, thank God whoever designed it <laughs> made it huge and gave us a little time to catch up to the bastards that want to bring it down. Right. Unfortunately, there weren't enough bison, but they're coming back now. I think about the trees, though, Brian as we talk about enough forests. This country, from what the records say, was full of trees. Yeah, if you ever read that quote about uh, a squirrel could walk from, they said a squirrel could walk from the ocean to the Mississippi River without touching the ground. And here we are, you know, 300 years later, with these vast tracts of poison land, what we call farms, and suburbs, and metropolises. It, it took us a small amount of time. How long? We discovered the, the rainforest, I don't know, 170-something years ago. So, you know, just the, the outskirts. We didn't get into it. Yeah. Now that we've discovered it and discovered its wealth, and mm -hmm. we discovered its wealth and its wealth and its wealth, I mean, We're forms. discovering its wealth every day. Some new oh, man. thing, some new drug we're finding that we can make, some new energy source, some, some new, new... McDonald's plantation for beef. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. So I don't know, brother. I think we got we got a ways to go with our rethinking as far as how much we got and our use of it. I don't. I think we just need to get the f out of the rainforest 
and get the F out of the Great Lakes and get the F out of all these places we ain't got no business. And if we were smart, we could make friends with our old relatives and our old countries and get the F out of this country mm -hmm. and let it return and get them people off the reservations that they're on and let them mm -hmm. somehow come back to a way of life instead of the alcohol and the, uh, I ain't gonna pronounce the word right, so I ain't even wanna go there, but um, the unemployment mm -hmm. and the miseducation that they're receiving now. Yeah, well, they're just in a cycle of um, depravity. They will oh. never escape. It's over for anyone who lives on a reservation. They talk about being killed with kindness yeah. in a sick kind of twisted way, I say yeah. that. Yeah. We destroyed them. Yeah. And then we put them in little cribs yeah. and thought that they'd be, they would thrive right. in this environment of a this, yeah, uh, they tried to build this fake cradle, isolated and destroyed what was here, you know, the people, the indigenous people. I think that tale, if I ever read more about it, it would probably be one of the sad, it's got to be one of the saddest stories, what happened there. I just don't know a lot about other people suffering. I, I, I don't know. Well, sometimes they say ignorance is better off than, you know, knowing. Because mm -hmm. you know it's much more painful. To me, knowing is painful, but that's all the more reason to wake up and fight. Um, I put a, a reblog up about we have, there are 81,600 and some seconds in a day. We don't get those ever again. Mm -hmm. There is no, uh, you know, reboot. There mm -hmm. is no... You know, overage, it's, that's it, it's mm -hmm. done, it's yeah. gone. Are you going to sleep it away? You're going to smoke it away? You're going to drink it away? You're going to have sex with it away? Mm -hmm. you, you got that time. How do you use that time? For me, using that time is things like, you know, Dr. Fermento discovers the world. How do I use my time to share points of view that others might not be aware of mm -hmm. about soil or community? How do I use my time to help people like yourself discover garlic? Mm -hmm. You know, it's simple. Here, here's five pounds of garlic. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. You can't go wrong, you know? And you haven't. And it's just enlightened. Yeah. Eighty something thousand minutes a day. If you could take five minutes a day if you choose to discover the suffering, current and past, of these people, man, it would really open up another avenue mm -hmm. of a perspective on the way systems oppress other systems. Mm -hmm. I heard that Hitler studied our way of doing the Native Americans and his way of doing the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. I heard mm -hmm. that he studied us in order to do what he did. Uh -huh. But he did it his way, yeah, yeah. which was much more effective than our way in a much more short period of time. Yeah. Quote, unquote. He had better technology. He had better technology. All we had was yeah. chains and well, look at the technology we possess today. Oh, well, here we go. So what can we destroy? Well, well, what are we? Diabetes, cancers, blah, 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 broken guts. Well, we view human beings as diabetes and cancers. Right. Different right. colors. Right. Different religions. Hairstyles. People on different paths. They need to be bombed and killed and destroyed and mutilated, shot with guns. We don't even need to take a gun. You send a drone. Predator drone. Manless, 
almost self. I think we ought to have knives. Get rid of all the guns too. All the guns and weapons just get knives. If you want to fight, let's go with knives. Face to face with knives. The whole uh, hunter-gatherer comes back again. Yeah, man. Man, that must have been the shit to do. That's the real time. I was talking about that with a friend earlier. I was... He was gonna—he uh, put down a little bit of music for me. He's mm -hmm. got a band and he's got a song that I really liked. And mm -hmm. I asked him if I could borrow the guitar track, right. sample for our opening for the show. And we ended up talking about food and society and life. And we were talking about—I introduced him to the paleo idea, right. his paleo diet. He was pretty intrigued by it, and we talked a lot about that hunter-gatherer thing. And he's like, "You're hunter-gatherer, and you're hungry." What do you do? How does that work? Uh, is it pretty crazy to think about? It's so easy for us. So easy. It's so easy that it's hard. It's life is so easy. It's hard to get motivated. Some people have it built in, and they just rock it. They just they kick ass every day. Right. And then there's guys like me. I don't know. I'd rather read a book. I'm not. A, I'm not the doer. That's my wife. Man, she likes to work. God <laughs> damn. She's crazy. <laughs> covered everything, the whole world, from rainforest, sport fishing, that kept rearing its head, Hitler, <laughs> he came in last, okay. United States Whoa. government appreciation for Native Americans, oh man, yeah, and lessons learned therein, okay, <laughs> that was pretty good, you know there's that, um, Someone wrote a law, you know, one of these made-up laws, like one of these observable laws, a law of nature. And it's something about, <laughs> I should look it up, it's funny, something about the idea that the name Hitler will be brought up eventually in a comment thread on the internet. Like any argument will always end up, the, the name of the word Hitler will always be used. Sure. And I guess if you talk about the world long enough, you finally come to that guy. Because he's like, he's the benchmark for the bottom. He's that he's the in the in the modern day. That because we all know the history, the story. Well, we know a little bit. Right, right. But he is the benchmark for depravity. And well, what can go wrong with power? As power corrupts. Right, right. Hmm. So I was thinking about this. What's it called? A parable? Yeah. Of the. Uh, this is how I remember it. Scorpion and a fox. Okay. 
the scorpion needs to get to the other side right. of the lake. Right. And he says to the fox, can I ride on your back? You're a good swimmer. Can I ride on your back and will you take me across the lake? Right. And the fox says, no, you, you've got to be ridiculous. You'll sting me and you'll kill me. And the fox said, or the, and the scorpion says, I'll be on your back. We'll be swimming. I won't sting you. We would both drown. Fox says, good. I, that makes sense. Scorpion jumps on Fox's back. Fox starts doing his paddle. They're out in the middle of the lake. All of a sudden, the scorpion stings the fox. The fox looks with agony at the scorpion. Why did, why did you sting that? Now, why did you sting me? Now we're both going to die. And the scorpion says, it's my nature. I love that story. That's why I think you should read five minutes a day, Your Voracious Appetite, Native American History. Native American History. And if you could start with Mount Rushmore. Okay. Where these past presidents are. I've been there two or three times. Okay, you were on very sacred ground. Yeah, I was at Devil's Tower. Mm-hmm. And they said how sacred it is. Uh-huh. And, uh, but we were eating our KFC burgers and whatever we picked up at the local Walmart shopping center. We're pretty conscious. We were, were never the guys throwing the wrappers on the ground. Right. Yeah, right. we still didn't honestly give a shit. We kept right. the place clean. Sure. And that's about it. Sure. You know. Yeah, man. I... I'll, 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 I'll write it. I'll make a note. Yeah. I got a challenge. You're talking about Hitler there, and you know, nature, nature of the scorpion. The fox wants to trust, although the fox is very crafty. And yeah, he's a sneaky bastard. He should, a, he should he, never trust. He should have never trusted the freaking. See, scorpion. that's why I need to change that parable. I need to use a different animal. Make it the up, fox man. Fox is too clever. Make it up. Make it up. But the um, the simpleness of it with um, all those. Simplicities of nature, human nature. If we have an idea that something is sacred to someone else, if we have an idea that we shouldn't touch on Zionism, if we have an idea that we shouldn't touch on uh, Friday Juma worship, you know, some things are just sacred. Why don't we respect these things? Mm-hmm. Why do we just let? Well, we fear them. Fear overrule the common sense nature of well, you know, know what I'm saying. There's something built into us. We are warring. We are some warring people, man. And sometimes we'll do it for different causes. Whether it's Christian crusades, whether it's whatever. We there's. I don't know if we're just straight broken. It doesn't seem that would make sense because. We shouldn't have been able to evolve to the point where we're at. I don't know if we're just more recently broken, if we're headed towards something. You know, I've got a guy coming up on a show. I'm hoping this happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's talking about this kind of this idea about what I'm trying to get at here, this emergent culture, cultural shift, cultural sh- change. And I need to find out more about what is what he's talking about. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that one. That should be great. 
Where are you from? I don't know. Whoa. I don't <laughs> know. The unknown. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Fermento discovers the unknown. Uh-huh. That's the <laughs> idea. I don't really want to know that much. I want to, I want to hear it firsthand. I don't want to interpret too much. Right. Oh, good man. I think we got. Um, I think we got a good beginning with the unknown. A lot of unknowns happen during the time we spend together, but there's a, a lot of good beginnings of questions that people hopefully can write in and begin to discuss. Yeah. On askbrian.com. Yeah. Askbrian.com. And please don't write me anything. Right. You don't ask. I don't, you don't even have an ask no. box. Uh-uh. No. 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 <laughs> I do. Interpret the way you want to. Expensive <laughs> boy stuff. But don't ask me anything. No. Oh, man. Please. Don't ask. That'll be my burden. That's like I say with the, all, the facial hair. I'm just letting it grow. I read this somewhere on the internet. It's called... The burden of manliness. I love that quote. <laughs> the burden of manliness. What's the burden, man? Dealing with a beard, letting a beard just grow to whatever it becomes. Okay. That's the burden of manliness. Rock on. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> Any other burdens? Well, that's oh. the main one. <laughs> that's a funny one. Okay. I don't know about real ones. I'm too much of a coward. I wouldn't know. It wasn't men like me that built anything, I can tell you that. I don't know, man. I think you should look at what you have done. You've got three beautiful kids. Mm -hmm. Your mom is super tight. And uh, your uncle and his wife are very nice. The, uh, the one you call partner, she's, um, your wife is lovely, man. So I think what you have built over the years and what you brought to my family is a blessing, man. Mm -hmm. You've built a lot of good guts over your short life here <laughs> on the earth. Thanks. So Thanks. you've done a wonderful amount of work, man, with a lot of people behind the scenes. You give people the stuff and people go in their houses or their cars or whatever <laughs> and they consume your stuff mm -hmm. and their gut gets right. They begin to be in, you know, enjoy themselves. So I think you're there, man. You're. Okay, expanding. I'll take the compliment. But <laughs> I, all right. You're expanding, man. You're expanding. Expansion is good. Got to get you hooked up. Hooked up, man. Hooked up. Yeah, we've got the workshops. We got the. We got to get to work. So. Hmm. How long have you been left-handed? Since I was born. Do you recall anything about that? I play sports right-handed. What? And I think that's because someone made me change. Oh. When I was a kid. And I'm still trying to get my head, head behind that. There's something. So I didn't play sports when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. I was a... I didn't... I literally went to... Signed up for baseball because my mom told me... Uh-huh. To go sign up for baseball to give my dad something to connect to me with. Mm. We had nothing... Wow. I said, why don't you sign up for baseball, and then Dad will probably take you there, and you'll end up being like father and son, you know? And 
I don't know. I was. Most of the kids have been playing since they were five. Right. I show up when I'm. <coughs> I don't know, thirteen or fourteen. Okay. And I didn't know. I had, I couldn't get the glove on because I was putting it on the wrong hand. I mean, just for a second. I I didn't sit there like an idiot all day, but I. It didn't make any sense to me. The glove was backwards. Mm-hmm. Right. But I just stuck that out, and I think I ended up being right-handed in sports, yet I was naturally a lefty, but I'm not sure. I don't know, because I never played sports. I don't remember ever even throwing a ball. Did you bat, bat right? <coughs> I batted right with cross-handed. So I stood on the right-hand side batter's box, yep. but I put, but I hold the bat as if I was left-handed. Wow. I had my left hand on top wow. instead of the right hand on top. Wow. So I batted right, wow. but with the left-handed hand position. So you can see I was going nowhere fast as an athlete. That was the worst. <laughs> Did your dad help you out? <coughs> Did it work? Baseball work? I had some fun. I got lucky and got on some good teams, and we won a lot of stuff good. the first couple of years, but... I, I I wasn't I didn't participate much. I played soccer too for a little while, and I happened to be on really good teams again, and I wasn't part of it. Like I wasn't the reason. Mm-hmm. Soccer sounds good, man. Soccer sounds like it doesn't discriminate. You can be left or right. I think you'd be both because you don't use your hands. You yeah, use your per- knees and your shoulders and your head. Yeah, so, if you're out there participating, you right. know, at whatever level you're at, yeah, right. it's, it's good. It's a good game. That's a good idea, soccer. Professional mm-hmm. soccer, I think, is a joke. You see these floppers? What's that, man? What's a flopper? You get bumped and you fall on the ground and you oh, act like you just okay. got shot with a 50 caliber gun and That's your whole chest cavity got ripped game. open. Yeah, you, you stop the whole process of the game and it's just... You know, it's terrible. But anyways, floppers. Sport. Oh, man. Pure sports are wonderful. Hockey. Baseball's a beautiful game. I like hockey. I think baseball is boring. Yeah, it can be. It can be to watch. It's a long game. It's a long, slow For game. For only, like, you know, seven runs, professional Seven? Game. Wow, that's an exciting That's, that's what I mean, game. man. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing for soccer, though. They play for three or four days, three, I think, to right. score about two. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. so for me, how'd that start? Yeah, I'm left-handed. I write left-handed. Mm-hmm. I eat left-handed. Mm-hmm. I play sports right-handed. I'm a... I got a pro- I have problems, you know. I'm a dog. I'm a dual sign, Virgo Libra. Okay. I'm left and right handed. When's your birthday? <clears throat> September 23rd. Oh, traditionally sweet. the first day of fall. Nice. And it's also Virgo Libra exchange there. Okay. <coughs> so, yeah, a little bit of some conflicts. We all got them. I don't know the Virgo thing. I've always called myself Libra my whole life. I just said that that's what I am. And then, even though I know, I don't know what Virgo means, but I know that Libra is the scales. Okay. The balance. What about the Asian zodiac, man? Yeah, I don't know. 
um, read about it. Don't know what I am. 72. So, maybe I'm a rat. I don't even know. Easy enough to find out. Right. Maybe I'm a monkey. I don't believe in any of that shit anyways. Although I'll talk about it. <laughs> I just don't believe in much. You believe in the funk, man. Just because I experienced it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I found out that it was real. Maybe you gotta experiment with some more wild stuff you don't believe in to well, shit. see if it's I need some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got some uh, I got some manure. <laughs> yeah, There's some mycelia wow. on there, mm. and you can take some of that, and that'll get uh, you uh, in the I right. That'll send you flying. Man, huh? talk about gone. Woo! Also send you early grade if you get some bad stuff. Good old horse manure, man. Good old horse manure. Wow. Nothing else but horse manure, man. That's all you need is some good old horse manure. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Right. I stick with my coffee for now and my. But you know coffee, <coughs> paleo foods. You know <coughs> paleo foods. The hospital is unknown, man. Oh, I mean, there's some <laughs> foods I. I'll, I'll stick with. I'll. I'll go eat some beef liver, beef tongue, beef heart. No, no, no. Horse you never can tell. Well, <laughs> I guess the same thing holds true for animal products or any kind of product. You don't know what's going to do to you, so no big deal. You're right. But with the horse manure, you know that it's horse manure, and you're mm -hmm. looking for something, any kind of change. With bison, do you look for that change also in yourself? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You need to know uh -huh. like, uh -huh. what that's going to do. What, right. What it does. Right. Knowing from a vegetarian diet to uh, this paleo approach, and if you don't have some awareness... It would all be from not. You need to see <coughs> the things you're eating mm -hmm. and how it changes you. Just your physical health, your mental health, your energy, all these things. And, uh, yeah, it makes a huge huge impact on you. If you're mindful enough to to think about it, you know. Uh, so I'm pretty, now, pretty carefully selectful for the meats that I buy. Right. And I, it's pretty important to me. So I get grass-fed um, beef right now from a farmer a few hours south of here. Mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty important. Oh, man, that makes me that reminds me of that asshole at the Westside Market. Talk about that. You want to stop and then talk about it fresh, or you want to go into it? Just fuck it. Asshole. Names, man. So, Names. I don't know his name. Don't know his name. What's his stall number? I could find out. I'll go back. Go back. Take some pictures, man. Take so pictures, I'm pretty. Self, I'm pretty conscious right now about what I'm feeding my family. Right. We were vegetarian. <coughs> I decided to go back to meat because I discovered the benefits of grass-fed <coughs> animals. <coughs> Grass-based farms, say, and how the you know the the beef cattle will eat the grass. Yep. There's no grass-fed pork. They pull pork. They do their own thing. Right. But it's the farm itself is a grass. It's a culture of grass right. is the basis for the farm, okay? I find out the advantages of the system. And I bring my family back into the world of meat. So I'm at the Westside Market, kind of struggling what to 
by. So I bend some rules, and I'm just going to go ahead and get some grain-fed stuff mm -hmm. if I have to. But I'm buying it from butchers. I'm buying it from some old-world-looking dudes. And old-world. What's the old-world, man, real quick? For me? Yeah. Well, old-world's new. It's very recent. To me, it's a, you know, European immigrant okay. is old-world to me. Oh, old-world, okay. Yeah, I think of my grandparents you know, okay. from Eastern Europe. Gotcha. Old-world. All right. So I find this stand. This guy's got euro, gyro, mm -hmm. euros, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Not the ones cooked where you make the sandwich. There, it's, it's the, it's just the meat. Right. It's been pre-cooked. Right. And I asked him about meat, all natural, locally made. Like local. He's like, yeah, just the guy right down the road here makes it for me. I'm like, wow, that sounds great. I said, no, there's no packaging, no labeling, no box. He's like, no, he just, you know, he, he makes it, he boxes it up, and I, I said, give it to you, you know, I sell it. It's like, I'm not buying this and reselling it, you know, from a Cisco Costco food truck or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So we were eating it for a while. The kids just absolutely loved it. Mm. But I noticed I was having some, all my allergies came back that had been gone since I went grain-free. Wow. Suffering with allergies, I started getting headaches, um, having some hunger issues after I ate, and wow. I'm like, why would I be hungry? Things, like, everything was unraveling. Wow. In little bits, but just little things. And these were common annoyances that I had been used to my whole life, but then I remembered, hey, for eight months I haven't had these things. Why did this come back? And so I made a list of the things we were eating and what changed. Nothing changed except that hero sweet. So I went back to the guy, went to the West Side Market, and I said, hey, do you have the nutrition labels for that meat that you sell? He's like, yeah, I do. And he just stood there and stared at me. And I said, can I see it? He's like, yeah. And he was just stalling. Did he think I was going away? I don't know. So he finally, he reaches up in a cabinet, he pulls, it's a piece of a cardboard box that he cut, that the label was stuck to. <laughs> and he hands it to me. And I proceed to read it. The ingredients on this meat would read like just any typical piece of shit that you would buy at a goddamn mega grocery store chain. It was filled with emulsifiers, wheat, soy, you know, faked out soy, faked out wheat, things, just modified food products, it even had MSG in it. It had a toxic list of things I I couldn't even pronounce. 50 ingredients or more. Wow. Wow. I was so furious. Because I had been feeding my family this for a, mo a month. Wow. I was so mad. At first, I was, I was going to jump over the counter and grab the man by his neck and take him to the ground. Huh. But uh. with, that was just for a flash. But what I was really mad at was myself. I was mad at myself for not asking. I was mad at myself for not being a man enough to challenge him mm -hmm. when he said that's all natural. Mm -hmm. Why should I take? Why did I take his word? Who was he? Why? Why did I trust him? I needed to ask. I could have potentially put my son in danger. My kids. My kids have no known food allergies. Right. But your son does. Right. 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 What if? The, what if you came over? Here's how it would work. You'd say, "What is this food?" I'd say, "Trust me." This, uh, this is good food. I feed my kids. And you'd 
you'd lean on me, you'd say, I trust Brian, right. he's going to feed my son. I feed your son this food, it makes him sick, right. what it, or puts him in the hospital, right. because of my mistake, right? I could injure someone. So I ended up just having anger at myself. Right. And I was no longer angry at that man, and yeah. I just walked away, and I just said, you know, just lost a customer for life. I'll, and I should make it worse. I should make a scene. I should write about it. I should blog about it. I should stand outside with a picket sign. Right. To ask, ask these people what they're selling you. Where does it come from? Demand that they follow the rules. These foods are supposed to have nutrition labels on them. Oh, this was the, this is what made me mad. This is it. Now it's coming back to me. I handed him back the card, the ingredients list, and I said, I can no longer eat this. He's like, that's why I don't have it out there. That's why I don't have the information out there. Because the motherfucker knows that if that information was freely available to the public, they wouldn't buy the product. No. He knows that by choice, they wouldn't eat it. Right. So he fools them, he tricks them. That was when I got angry. That's Now it's going back to me. That is why I was angry at him. Because he is purposely manipulating it's, it's and this is the this is the this is the, uh, the the mecca the epicenter of everything that's right in the food movement in Cleveland the West Side Market filled with bullshit. Ain't no truth there anymore, man. Everyone's dead. They've they've all died. All the all the old farmers, all the old truck people, all the old vendors, man. There's like one guy left and a half. That's it. Everything else is food terminal. There's, um... You met Hooper yet? Did Hooper respond to you? No, he did not. But I did reach out, but I didn't hear back. Okay. Hooper is doing a, uh... a, a chef cook-off with them and them some. With the truck. You heard mm. about that? I didn't know about the event, but I know who that... Okay. Hodgson or something? Yeah. So they got this food truck... And the food truck, I guess, gets food from the food terminal for all their fair, food fair. Hooper grows all his stuff and or buys it from fellow farmers. Okay. So he wants to test his skills and his food <laughs> against food truck, uh, food <laughs> truck food. Food truck from a food truck. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 I get it. So that sounds like kind of what you're going through is like the West Side Market is this wonderful panacea of all things natural. It was, you know, 40 years ago when I was a kid. Then it started to fade when I got to be, you know, like, I don't know, uh, 13. Mm -hmm. I began to see the falsity and then my mom would come home and say, take that back, it's got a hole in it. Mm -hmm. Because you couldn't pack your bags at certain vendors. Back when I was a kid, kid. You could go there and pick your own fruit off mm -hmm. the stand, mm -hmm. point to the meat, look at the meat, inspect the meat, and, you know, whatever, 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 and it was a good thing. Now, they pick it for you, they pick it from behind the stuff, yeah. they put the bag behind the counter where you can't see, <laughs> stuff is stacked up to their shoulder, you can't even see behind the counter. Yeah, and it's all, it's, it's four days old past its usability. If you don't buy it, they turn around and throw it away. My wife bought some strawberries there. I came home, I was going to pull my hair out. I said, baby, those are the ones that I pick up off the ground at the end of the day. Right. Literally, if she hadn't given them the 10 bucks, they would have taken those and they just thrown them away. Yep. I'm like, man, if I'd have got you sidetracked, got you going to do something else, I could have got those for free. 
off the ground. Yeah, and by the way, I actually do pick up produce at the Westside Market off the ground. I scoop it up with my bare hands, I've taken shovels, I've thrown it in buckets, and I compost it. I try it occasionally. The stuff on top. If it's not too... I eat it too, too fuzzy, man. I try it. I eat it. I mean, just to prove that it's still <laughs> edible food, and that we're wasting a lot of good edible food. I mean, mm-hmm. most of that stuff, mm-hmm. if you get a bushel of peppers for your compost bed creation, and you pick up one, look around it, and it's solid, cut it open, see what's inside. If it smells decent, chomp on it. You know, it doesn't all have to go into the worms. It can, you know, go into you, too. But, uh, yeah, the West Side Market has changed like nobody's business over the past 40 years. And it's not heading in the right direction. Yeah, so that's a mess. That's and a your, nightmare. Your situation, I'm, I'm sure, is not the first time in the past 20 years that uh-huh. someone's been pissed off because yeah. of non-disclosure type Yeah, stuff. right. Okay, well, they're off my list. I do have a vendor there I like. Hungarian um, meat processor, smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the old man does it himself. Mm-hmm. He's the old, just himself. And then he has a couple people that work in the booth for him that sell it. Right. And so, there's him. Uh, yeah. Wow. That calmed me down. See? That was good. I was torn up about that one. I was torn up for you, man. It kind of pissed me off because people still think that they can get good food from this um, mm-hmm. You know, a wonderful yeah. 100-year-old establishment. Uh, yeah, and then back to that, what Hooper's doing with that, you know, what they, they tend to call these things throwdowns or whatever. I think Bobby Flay started this, where he goes in, finds the guru of ice cream, and challenges him in an ice cream-making competition. Everything's competition, like this cook-off, this thing. I guess it's kind of cool if it brings awareness to an issue right. and it gets people involved, then good for it. Right. But the idea that if Hooper loses his food substandard, <laughs> I mean, is a joke. If, if the truck wins, that, that, that's your test. It's not a test. It's not a, it's not a clinical trial here. You know. Uh, so I get it. It's, if it's taken on an entertainment level and it's fun and enjoyable for everyone and it brings an audience and it raises awareness, then all, then good for it. Um, if, because of what Hooper's doing, it, that is what makes it okay for me. That's what makes it good for me. That's why I will tell people about it and I'll blog about it. If it was just the food truck guy battling another food truck guy and some TV commercial sponsored, corporatized, antibacterial dish soap advertised. Right, right show on Food Network, nah. I'm not going to mention it. it. You can keep it. But I kind of like this idea. I'm going to check that out. Is Brian Doyle involved in something like that? I thought I saw his name out there for some competition, some food throwdown, something. Maybe I missed it already. Oh, I haven't been on the... I've kind of dropped out again for a little while. haven't talked to him in a few weeks. Garlic Festival next weekend. Saturday, Sunday. Shaker. What's that, the 10th and 11th? Mm hmm. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday? Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Two days. Nice. 
nice. If you're around, I'll be there. Um, I got a demonstration next Saturday. I don't know what time it's over. What time is the garlic festival? I don't know the hours. Sometimes they have it just during market hours, but Sunday might be all day. Okay. Or half a day from noon until, you know, four or five. Yeah, I think that. I think the Saturday one went longer, and then the Sunday one wrapped up earlier. What do they have or something? Hmm? What do they have? Garlic festival. I don't know. I don't know. I made a little mention on Twitter. I said, I hope it's not like these shitty county fairs that I go to. How was that fair, man? What a in, uh, industrial f waste, food waste, poison, toxic food, trailer food, corn dog. Was there more food there than ever? Can you There's imagine? a thousand trailers of, of, of non-edible, nothing a human could, should consume. A thousand? I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was a thousand. God, and damn, we walked you had to walk. And you, had to walk and you had to walk and you had to walk. And what was your walk for? I had to find bison. You had to find bison because you could not eat anything in any of those trucks. Now, in my case, what could I eat? You were doubly screwed. <laughs> and I feel, I feel for you because I know I was, I was there as a vegetarian when you're at a county fair. Guess what? There's no vegetables. Except in the booth that has the show, you know, show vegetables. I didn't even the, see those. I the missed four, that. Four-inch broccoli. The okay, four good for them cabbage, for having that. But the four-inch corn, the four-inch <laughs> honey. You know, I didn't see any of that on sale for, for consumption. FFA beans. You know, all they the, could have put it out there raw. They could have put it out on a grill. They could have put it in a wok. But no, 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 no. Fried dough, sugar, seed oils. Disgusting meats of it, many varieties, sugar upon sugar upon sugar, booth after booth after booth. We walked a mile. I was starting to lose my energy. And how close were the bathrooms to the food? <laughs> they surrounded the bathroom. We could almost not walk between the toilet and the and the and the food vendor. And why was that? You think? Is that the greedy diarrhea coming out real soon? Or? I guess it was, yeah, more out of necessity, maybe. Right. right. Man, that was that was an awful, awful mess. <laughs> that, that's the second largest county fair in Ohio. Who, who got big, the first? I don't know who the biggest is. That's the second, huh? But you're talking about Ohio, you're talking about an agricultural state. Right. And you'd think that that would sound impressive? No, what they meant was they had the second most jerks cooking garbage food. Now, these are entrepreneurs now, Brian. Trying to make a living crossing the country or the state, selling oh. their grease. And it's important to understand that more than 90% of the patrons of the Lorraine County Affair, that day that you were there, mm -hmm. ate. Yeah. Some of that I don't. Uh -huh. From what I saw... And that supports our economy. Quite a bit. That's what our, base, our economy is based on. Corn oil, corn dogs. That whole thing had nothing to do with... Agriculture. The animals that were there, the agriculture. Right, right. How about that, eh? It had Oxymoronic fair. So we end up just entertaining the kids by letting them pet goats yep. and look at bunnies and things. Yep. When there was nothing to learn, nothing to glean from that.
from all that knowledge. Well, there was no knowledge there. You know, the 4-H booths, sure, um, but not in a, not in the true agricultural sense, not in the what is the purpose of this animal on this earth for us, what are our responsibilities, what are our, what are, what a, what a tragedy, what a mess. We spoke to... I want my 50 bucks back. 50 bucks? What did you spend 50 bucks on? Whatever. What? You had to get in. That was four bucks. And then I had to eat. That was 20? I drive a gas-guzzling beast oh, of a truck. the truck took you down there for 30 bucks. I had to drive bucks. 40 miles there and back. You're right. You want your... <coughs> okay. 50 bucks. It was 50 bucks, wasn't it? There you go. Wow. <laughs> Good point. I want my health <laughs> back. Like walking across the tracks to the fair. <laughs> you drove to the fair. My goodness. Were there any alternative gardening systems, farming systems, straw bale gardening techniques? That's techniques on urban um, renewal, rural renewal, rural agriculture, fishing techniques, how to, how, to, how to prepare a crayfish, how to catch a crayfish from a stream, how to, how to start a fire, how to plant a bean. No, 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 nothing. That's a challenge that a friend of mine, Darren Doherty, who is a world-renowned permaculture uh, teacher who studied with Bill Mollison, I believe. He went to the fair when he was in Lorain County um, about three years ago. He came back from the fair, and we had dinner after the fair, and he told me, he said, Maurice, you guys need to do a permaculture exhibit at the Lorraine County Fair, because all I saw was what you just said. Yeah. You said it three years ago. Hmm. What is there that teaches anything practice yeah. that is going to benefit the earth beyond consuming more corn, soybeans, mm -hmm. these large $800,000 machines, yeah. and uh, some beef cattle that's raised two years ahead of its time? In the <laughs> Disgusting conditions. So yeah. he uh, he made a good point that I thought a lot about and I still think about because it makes a lot of sense. There's nothing literally there for alternative thinking. Yeah, it is status quo thinking. Yeah. You eat this food, you take a dump right away, you eat some more, mm -hmm. you buy a trinket, you shoot an artificial gun at some yeah. game you can't win, you get this bear that's, you know, two inches tall, that you pay $8 for yeah. because you tried. Yeah. And, um, you know, you you know watch the tractors smash into this. And you side. watch these kids throwing sugar fits. They're literally having temper tantrums. Uh, they're on the dirt, screaming, crying, out of control behavior everywhere. Sick people, people with uh, massive uh, the edema, yeah. the, the, the swollen red legs. Yeah. Uh, the, People look like sausages yeah. with extremities, and they're swollen, they're damaged, they're sick, they're miserable, their kids are miserable. It's a lifestyle. And it's the food that they're eating, and they're at an agricultural event, and the damn thing they're eating is what's causing their sickness and disease. It was the, it was the microcosm, it was the whole universe of what's wrong in Western civilization, and that one fairground. That's why I wanted you to go. No, I know why you wanted me to go. That's why I wanted you to go. You yeah. spent 50 bucks. 
It was just Walmart turned inside out. It was like taking the roof off of a Walmart. With tractors and some goats. So if you just have a Walmart, bring in a few goats, (coughs) a few giant draft horses for entertainment, and that's what it was. I didn't know it would become a blog, a blogcast, whatever it's called, podcast. But the intention was to expose you further. You don't live in Lorain County, or do you? No, not anymore. I grew up in Lorain County. Cuyahoga. I live in Cuyahoga. Okay. Just across the border from yeah, Lorain County. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the Cuyahoga County Fair is no different. It's just more people from the city mm-hmm. in there. Um, the exposure, I believe in exposure. And constant exposure is a good thing because it begins to twist and twist and twist and twist perspective. Mm-hmm. So much so that change has got to come. And... I, I think with your West Side Market experience, and I think with the uh, uh, Lorraine County Fair <laughs> experience, you might be at, and my challenge of five minutes a day on Native American history, mm-hmm. you might be at a, uh, a vanishing point of totally coming to the dark side, as it were. Yeah, the tipping point. <laughs> yeah. That's where it all happens. Yep. So you might almost be there. I'm waiting for that one experience where I get a call at 4 in the morning. Maurice! Maurice! You won't believe what I just had. Maurice! Uh, it's it's going to happen. It's probably, you're probably right. It's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, baby. <laughs> Brian just texted me this two-page document. He's out of control. About bison uh-huh. uh, habitat. Oh, you know, man. Northern Cuyahoga County. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it might be, but right, right. Uh, that's the thing. I know it's going to come because I'm pumping as much shit to you as I can. Jeez, right now, it's just these baby steps with these workshops, but uh, we'll see. Yeah.